Okay, guys, don't forget this episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investment. That's superiorsportsinvestment.com. Tell us about it. Uh, it's it's a, a online, one of, one of the big players really in the card industry, Superior Sports Investments. Uh, my neighbor uh, is one of the co-owners with his brother, uh, Bill and Sam Slahit. Uh, good guys, big, big sports fans or season ticket holders to just about everything here in the Metroplex. Uh Look, if you're if you're looking for quality items, graded cards of whoever you can think of, chances are these guys are going to have it. So you go to their website, SuperiorSportsInvestments.com, uh, pick out your item, and if you use the uh, the code Thanks Five, Thanks and the number five, you will get you a discount when you check out. That's SuperiorSportsInvestments.com, SuperiorSportsInvestment.com, and use the promo code Thanks Five. This is Chris Woodward with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode two, and we got another big one. All you Texas Tech fans are going to love this. We got in, we're bringing in one of the top prospects in the Texas Rangers organization, Josh Young. Jeff, this is a good coup again. You got another good one. Yeah, you know, uh, he's, he's a good guy. The minor league teams are good for, for helping out with stuff like this. And, uh, you know, right now, when, when you really take an honest look at the Rangers, um, people are more concerned about what's coming. And then really Josh has been a, a storyline all year from uh, before spring training, when he got invited, can he make the team out of spring training to the foot injury? Is he going to make his debut this year to, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's had a, he's had a heck of a year for a, what really it's his, is it's his first professional season. So a um, lot of, a lot of ups and downs and he's going to come out on the uh, better end of it. And uh, he'll, he'll talk about that. You, you, you listen to this guy talk, and uh, it's really, uh, really a tribute to the Texas Tech education, but probably also to, <laughs> to his parents more than that. <laughs> you, you know, it, it, it is strange. I mean, look, he, he, he came out that first year. He did get to play a little bit. I think the one, he knocked the ball around. He hit it everywhere that first – came up and played in Arizona. Very first at bat, he hits a home run. Then he goes off to – where he go to Hickory, which was low A then. He played a few games, actually hit over 300. Didn't show a lot of power. I think that was the concern going into it. Then he goes into fall instructs, does well. 2020, well, 2020 is a complete wash. He played over at the at the alternate site. Who All we kept hearing, you might have been over there, I didn't go, was how good he looked at, at, at the alternate site during 2020. Then fall instructs, he was good. And this year, aside from the injury, uh, he's lived up to the hype. Yeah, yeah, you look at what he did at Frisco, I think, I don't even know if he got to 150 at bats. I don't think he did. He hit three, 309 or 310, somewhere around there. OPS around nine, 950, 10 home runs. So uh, he did everything they wanted to see, I think. And uh, maybe they would have wanted to see it a little bit longer in a perfect world, you know, get that first five or six weeks of the season back. But uh, he, he's in AAA now. And, and yeah, he's, he's hitting home runs, hitting, hitting for extra bases, hitting for average. So, uh, I, I, I think he is worth the, worth the hype uh, that, that, he, that he's getting, not just from the organization, but the industry publications. You know, he's now a, 
a top 50 guy uh, in, in, in all of baseball. Yeah, on both BA and and MI uh, and MIB pipeline, both have him up in the top fifty, um, obviously. And we're going to get to Josh in just a minute. I want to get into the current team where we are now. Something happened this past week that hadn't happened. I thought it was since June twenty seventh. You say they pulled it off sometime in July. Three games in a row. They won three games in a row. Yeah, yeah, big, big, big news when you're when you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're struggling to win one. So uh, you know. It, it was a it was a good win over the Astros on Sunday to avoid the sweep. You know the, the thirteen yeah. to two. The you know they knocked they knocked around Zach Granke. I know he only gave up one run in that eight run fifth, but um, you know maybe he wasn't on, or maybe the Rangers have just seen enough of him. I mean that happens when you play a team eighteen times. Yeah, you're going to see the same starting pitcher five or six times a year, and and then you're going to figure him out. And uh, so that that was good, and then the Rockies, who were terrible on the road, you know, came in, and the Rangers took advantage of it those first two games, and they were three outs away from a four-game winning streak until that uh, disastrous ninth inning on on Wednesday. But you know, that's kind of that's kind of what you get with a young team. You're gonna you're gonna have moments where you play well and and beat Zach Greinke, and and then the next two games, you know, get some early offense, put some good at bats together, have good relief pitching, and then it's gonna fall apart. So you know, that's 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 a byproduct of, of being young and inexperienced and rebuilding, but they can't make that mistake again. And, and that's what Chris Woodward said after, after the losses, got to learn from this. We can't let that happen. Absolutely. And look, there, there is still a reason to enjoy this team. I know high school football's kicked off. College football starts tomorrow. There's a lot of reasons to not watch Ranger baseball because they're in last place, 31 games out, I think just in the West, but man, this team is finally, they, they, they're not having a ton of horrible losses. Uh, it's a young team that, that they look some quality at bats, starting pitching, starting to look decent with some of these young kids. What Otto and uh, uh, who was it? The two games Alexi. in a row, Alexi that did two games in a row, five innings, less than two hits, zero, uh, no runs. That was, what did John say? That went back all the way in the history of the Rangers first time? Uh, the history of baseball. His that, that, <laughs> that a team had had two rookies allow two or fewer hits in their debuts on five squirrels innings. It's a convoluted stat, but apparently it's the only time it's ever happened. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those weird stats, you know, batting left-handed against the wind, you know, that kind of deal. <laughs> well, and, but you got to look, Otto's going tonight against Otani. That's going to be fun to watch. And Ranger fans can't freak out when he gives up four runs and in six innings, or, or he's not going to go six, but you know, if he gives up four runs, five runs, this guy's young, his sliders apparently something that the Astros were raving about after that game. Um, but this is a young kid. It's, he's made one start in the major leagues. We can't expect him to go out and have another five scoreless. If he does, that's great. But this, this is – it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see him get back out there. Well, and all this stuff is going to be new to these guys. I mean, starting in the major leagues, obviously, is the first step, and they handled it really, really well despite being nervous and having all kinds of family with, you know, watching them and, and all this all this stuff that goes into a major league debut, whether you're a pitcher or a lever or a, you know, Right. Position player. Uh, you know, but this is going to be different. This is going to be a road trip. You know, they, they, they are in a new ballpark. They're facing a new team. On, honestly, teams that, that they, they don't have a ton of information. I think right now that, that, that right. could work for, for Otto and Alexi uh, next week when he starts at Arizona. So, um, but it's, it's just going to be different. You know, you're, you're in a hotel, you're in a new city, just a, a bunch of different things. I'm not trying to make excuses for them ahead of time. 
because they may go out and toss five scoreless, but it's just going to be different. Yeah, and it's so, and, and that's the point. There, you know as well as I know, if you have any kind of Twitter following whatsoever, one day the Rangers need to blow it up again. The next, I mean, everything that goes wrong is all somebody's fault, and they can't ever just live in the moment. And go, this is what you want to see going forward. Um, let me ask you this. So, you know, I, I thought about this, and it totally gets ruined because of the the injury to Abanez. Um, which was why I was thinking about this. Then he gets hurt. But you look at someone like Yanni Hernandez. This guy's been leading off. He, he is a no power, good on base percentage, puts the ball in play, has a good bat to ball, looks good. Why not with Abanez here? And that was all I'm trying to, to look at. This is not long term. I'm talking about when you're trying to get the best nine guys at the plate in this situation with the team you have on. This guy played 12 games in the outfield when he was in, in the minor leagues. Is that is that not a guy that doesn't set up maybe to play a little center field? Look, I know it's not a long-term solution. He is an infielder. But when when Woody's looking to get the best bat in the lineup, now this all made way more sense before Ibanez got hurt because then you have more guys to fill in and you've got a place now you can put Hernandez every game. But it was just trying to get everyone because yeah, I don't see Ibanez in the outfield. Um, you didn't see um, – Nick Solak did play some outfield, but is he a center fielder? But Hernandez is small. He's a small guy. He's pretty quick, steals bases. That's just something I thought of. Am I stupid? Uh, not stupid. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it, I, I think that any guy that's in his position, uh, somebody who's going to have to move around, someone, you know, somebody who that's that like versatility is one of his number one, yeah. number one skill sets. You know, you, you need you need to be able to play just about anywhere. Now he's five foot what, nine. Yeah. So you're going to stick him at first, but you know, if, if he can play the three infield spots and, and, and can go out there in a pinch in the outfield, it's got to help. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's something that the Rangers have considered. Obviously he's done it in the past in, in the minor leagues. Um, you know, but I think, I think the problem <clears throat> that, that the Rangers have right now is they have a bunch of Yanni Hernandez's. Yep. They have a bunch of guys that can play a bunch of positions, which is cool and all, but you're, you need you need guys at each position and right that's where josh young is going to come in uh that's where uh justin foscu is right. going to come in for instance so you know there, there are a lot of a lot of guys who can man these positions every day and then you figure out what to do with these these super utility guys you know they're, they're they'll be good to have on the bench uh they'll you know they can they can spell a guy you know once once a week and they can get four games you know something like that but uh, I, you know, I, I think that if you're looking at future pieces, Yanni Hernandez is not, is not going to be an everyday player. So no, no, no. That, and that's not my point. I was trying to get, yeah, right, right, right. But he needs to play as many positions as he can. Exactly. His look, his, his place in the major leagues is as kind of what Heiner Kiner Falafa was when he first got here. He's the guy that could play all around the infield and do that. My deal was when Woodward's in a pinch, maybe you don't want to bring up you're not ready to bring up uh, uh, Young, who we're going to talk to, Foscue. None of those guys. You're not ready to bring them up. You're not ready to waste a 40-man spot. You've got the guys on the team. And before Abanez was hurt, you want to get your best bats in the lineup. You know, we never saw – I never saw him taking fly balls out there. He's always working on the infield. That was me, and I'm stupid, and I'm like, how do we get every bat in the – you know, how do we get every bat in there? Hey, these – these the Rangers think about everything. All Every every team, they think about every possibility. I mean, John, John Daniels told a story in – in uh, spring training and uh, I was going to ask him about it last week but uh he had, he asked Nelson Cruz I remember this <laughs> if he wants to if he wanted to try pitching 
Yeah, <laughs> just kind of looked at him like he was crazy. But these guys, these guys will think of a lot of things. They they're very creative. Um, they want to maximize these guys' talents. And I mean, Nelson had a huge arm. He wasn't hitting very well, but um, yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think you're stupid. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it's been thought of and discussed. <laughs> well, and and people will call me stupid. I never take offense to it. And let me clarify what he's talking about there. This was back when you're talking about someone and kind of the I want someone that fits the mold on this. This year is Adolis Garcia. Uh, they actually DFA'd and had to take Nelson before his breakout season. They were taking him back to the minors. They yeah. were really struggling on whether or not it was coming towards the end of spring training. And that's John said he came up to him and said. You know, you throw hard. Have you ever thought of pitching? You know, and, and he looked at him like he was nuts. And, of course, the breakout season happened. He opened the yeah. stance, and there it was. Yeah, crazy. I, I remember that. You know, I mean, he Nelson, that, that was my first spring training. And he, he, hit, a, he hit a walk-off grand slam, and you could obviously see the power. Right. Um, but, but he didn't make the team. He was out of options. They, they designated him for assignment, and he cleared. He cleared, I mean, yeah. 29 teams could have had Nelson Cruz. Uh, he goes to AAA and becomes uh, the Babe Ruth of the Pacific Coast League. That's, yeah. how, that's what Gerald Laird used to say. And <laughs> and they called him up on you know September 1st. We were in Kansas City, and they said, you're our right fielder. And and there's been no looking back. No, and he came back. And I remember that last month of September as a fan back then. He I think he hit 10 or 11, or he did something that last month. He hit well. And I remember telling my wife, who we had – we had our own Ranger thing that we do. I said, I tell you, the guy that's going to break out, I think Nelson Cruz is about to be somebody. And, of course, that's what it was, and yeah. that's where he went. Okay, we're coming in to the end of this season. Obviously, the Rangers have talked about being big free agent spenders. Uh, the, well, they say they're going to spend. They're not going to be stupid. I hope they're not stupid. They don't need to go out and put $400 million on the books for the next 10 years. But uh, in my opinion, because they're not quite ready, there's a couple of names. And we'll, every episode till the end and even the offseason before anything happens, we'll bring up names. Somebody came to my attention, and I, I want to preface this by saying we still don't know what's happened with this guy yet and what exactly the deal is. Do you think you know what I'm talking about? But I think he is not going to have an idea. I do not think that that the Dodgers are going to pick up an option on him. And he is obviously not playing the rest of the year. That's come out. This puts him in a free agency thing. Now, look, what he's accused of, we're talking about Trevor Bauer. What he's accused of is horrible. If the pictures are real, this woman was beat up, apparently. And so the thing that's disturbing to me that I hear out of his camp is that they keep saying everything was consensual. In that respect, this could all be BS, and this whole thing is somebody trying to get money. We don't know. We're going to see. Looking at what the Rangers have done, one thing the Rangers have done, you look at every draft pick. We're about to talk to, to Josh Young. You talk about everyone. They are going for character. All these guys have character. Everyone on the major league team are such good guys. They talk their character. Is that a consideration? Do you think so? I'm, I would guess that they would discuss it, but I also would think that ownership would nix it um they have um pr nightmare right they yeah and and they've 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 said no on on things in the past um uh, the former uh, oregon state pitcher who who was uh you know had that that case where he had confessed to sexually abusing his cousin or something but you know in the, the case later he felt like he was coerced or he wanted to get over with or whatever right so he accepted a, a plea deal um you know he's out of baseball uh you know the the ranger the rangers uh can you know they talked about it they, right. they always do I mean, this is a talented guy 
so, but, but ownership absolutely nixed it. It, it went nowhere. And I would, I would suspect that uh, Trevor Bauer w- would be the same thing. Uh, you know, he, he might be innocent, but he's not innocent. You know, I mean, this something this, happened. Uh, That's the deal. I, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's something very public that I don't think you want your, your, your team associated with, even if, even if, you know, the, the, the judge in the, the restraining order situation said that, that a restraining order is not required because, uh, because it was consensual. He was doing what she requested. Um, so, you know, and, and, and I, I guess the Pasadena police has, uh, the evidence and has the case. Uh, so, okay. I, didn't I don't know, know what's going to come out of it, but it's just, it's just bad. I mean, he, again, he might be innocent of criminal charges, but he's not innocent of uh, something that would damage the image of your team. Now, I mean, if, if Jerry Jones was the owner, then, then maybe <laughs> there'd be a possibility, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't see that one happening. And uh, you know, <laughs> right or wrong, Trevor Bauer might be done as a baseball player. And uh, you know, he coming into it, you know, he, you, you've seen his Twitter presence or his Instagram presence. He's, He's a little bit out, you know, mouthy. He speaks his mind. Right. Uh, I, I interviewed him one time and he set up a camera <laughs> to record it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to do. Um, but he's a, you know, and he's a smart guy. He yeah. has, he has yeah. really interesting ideas, but it, it's all gone. I mean, it's, it's up in a cloud of smoke right now. And, um, well, I, look, yeah. And, and I've said I don't know how it gets resolved, but it's, it's going to be hard to, uh, for any team to sign him. Yeah, I, and I, his biggest problem, I think, is if he truly is innocent and maybe didn't even have contact with this girl, I don't know. He's It's, it's been mishandled horribly. I mean, I'm out there, and I think you're out there. I know lawyers tell you to talk or don't talk or whatever, but I would be out insisting to pitch, going, this is ridiculous. I don't know this girl. I never did that. You, you do, yeah. I defy you to find it. That's why I was like, wow, there's something here. Because, uh, and when you say it's consensual and the, Photo shows bruises. I don't care. I mean, uh, you, if that's real. Now again, if that's real. But I okay. I had to ask because that looks like one name that's probably going to hit the free market. Free market. This team could use a pitcher like that. I agree with you. And you look at. I mean, look. Let's, who's the most outlandish guy on the Rangers right now? Adolis, and he's just fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. No, nobody. I mean, they, they, I, I can't think of anybody. Honestly, yeah, they're they're just they're just a fun team. They're they're all well. They they all they're very uh, they talk to you. That that whole story. I tell you what, we got to get into this too. You were probably on the call when that happened. I was not. I I did not know about Nathaniel Lowe's grandfather. That was touching. Yeah, that was, and none of us did. And and uh, you know, Evan asked the question, and you know, hey, what 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 would what are your goals for the last month? And then he goes, oh, I watched my grandfather take his last breath the other day. And I was like, Oh God, <laughs> God bless you. You know? And yeah. No kidding. That I, I just want to you know, play well and make him proud. And, uh, and we were all caught off guard. And so we ended it. And then Evan came back and said, Hey, is there anything else you want to say? And, uh, you know, he, Nate, Nathaniel kind of said something choked up a little bit. Apparently he just told the team about it. Um, after the game when they gave him the cowboy hat. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I kind of wrote about it uh, yesterday or today. These guys are human beings, man. I oh, mean, my gosh. Know, yeah, you, that, what you wrote was great. They're, they're just like you and me. You yep. know, they have, they have grandparents and parents who die and kids who get sick. And yep, I mean, that goes bad, and they have to have people come to the house. And, you know, it, 
they might be on the road and their 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 wives having to manage it and they're calling every every 30 minutes so i mean it's it's real these, these guys are, are real people who have fantastic jobs and uh get get paid handsomely but deep down in their core they've got the same problems that we do yeah and, and what you wrote was great you guys need to go do that i'm going to keep plugging this all the time I'm not just because i work here i'm telling you What's going on at, at the Texas Ranger Baseball Newsletter uh, by Jeff is fantastic. You go to jeffwilson.substack.com, $5.99 a month. It's cheap. I mean, it is great. Uh, he's doing the thing on Pudge. That first part of Pudge was fantastic. Can't wait. Is that dro- second? When's the second one dropping? Yeah, T- TR did part one yesterday and part two. Uh, I pushed the button on it this morning before I worked out. So it's out there. Okay, I need to go find it. I'm, I, I missed it. I haven't checked email because I've been running kids everywhere and getting everything set up. So, okay, that's what I get to read afterwards uh, going into this. You know, and before we get Josh, that's that's about to happen here. I'm just saying we're going to get Josh on here. Um, do it for direct. Um, I still – general mission tickets are still on sale, right, for this? Yeah, but there there aren't many left. I think we're down to under 100, something like that. Um, Great call. October 23rd at, at, at legal draft in Arlington. Um, uh, what is it? Petty, petty theft. That's, uh, that's Mike uh, Reiner. Yeah. Mike Reiner's band is, is going to play, uh, uh, Michael Gruber's going to be there doing DJing. his thing. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time and, uh, you know, always a great cause, you know, we're, we're, uh, in the process of collecting auction items right now. Um, I don't know. You kind of kind of see right over there. Yeah. There's a dirt line, but there's a box that's got uh, autographed bat from Nolan Arenado and and uh, Yadier Molina in it. Uh, Mike Maddox, the former Rangers pitching coach, who's now at the Cardinals. He he's uh, always helped us out at every every stop along the way. So he he threw those in a box and got it sent off to us. Uh, we're gonna get help from uh, Nelson Cruz. I texted him the other day. He's sending some stuff. Uh, Derek Holland going to send him a Miguel Cabrera jersey and 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 some stuff like that. Uh, Ron Washington has been like our best the last, the last couple of years. He he'll just he he he'll he'll tell me at the beginning of the season what guys do you want. Look at our schedule and tell me what guys do you want. And and he'll he'll get visiting you know when when they're like in New York for yep. instance. He'll he'll get um, in the past it was Noah Syndergaard there. Uh, with with the Phillies, uh, Bryce Harper, stuff like that. So uh, I don't know what he's got. He called me in June and, and said he's already working on it. So I need to I need to call him and, and remind him to get it sent. But we're gonna have some great stuff and a good and, time. Uh, and it's just a good time. And you know, Connie Rosso, if you like good pizza, free pizza, uh, lots of lots of beer at Legal Draft. Uh, it, it it won't be free, unfortunately, but it's not expensive. <laughs> No, it's uh, good. I've been there before. You get a t-shirt and you, you get a you get to help a great cause. So uh, a, a good time. And um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Well, guys, I think it's time. Let's look at let's let's see if Josh is ready. We're going to get Josh Young. He's going to join us here in just a second. All right. And joining us now from El Paso, Texas, where the Round Rock Express are playing. This guy's the best Rangers prospect playing right now in the system. You Texas Tech fans know who he is. He's going to be joining us from El Paso. Josh Young, you're with us. How are you doing, sir? Thanks for joining us. You got doing us? good. Thanks for having me. All right. So so you guys are in El Paso. You play tonight, but you had to go lift. You had to go lift this morning. Did you go to the ballpark Definitely. or did you go to the gym? Um, we actually got to lift at the ballpark today um, in El Paso's weight room, so it was a nice little setup. Get a little 
early morning pumping. I like to be able to do that a few times on the road, um, at least just to get the body moving, just so you're not in the hotel all day. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Believe me. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the courtyard doesn't have a big enough weight room for all of you, but um, there, there might be 10 total dumbbells in there, I think. <laughs> So this is just maintenance stuff, right? You're just trying to keep the keep the muscles alive. You're not you're not yeah. six hundred pounds or something. Oh, maybe not six hundred, maybe five hundred. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, I do lift a little bit heavy, but I just do like one or two reps with it. But yeah, it's all maintenance right now. It's just try to keep the strength up. We got a month left here. Got to finish strong. So just yeah. keep up strength as much as I can. Any cardio, or do you just do that at the ballpark? Just run and sprint. Cardio. What the heck is cardio? <laughs> young man, you know, come on. I mean, if I if I try to run long distance right now, I might pass out. I just I gotta run and turn left. That's all I know. <laughs> Ninety feet at a time, or three sixty if you're lucky. Yep. Three sixty. All right, but that's a job. Yeah, but that's, that's a jog. jog so. I was about to say that's a jog. You don't got to sprint there. <laughs> oh man, so so how's AAA? I know it's I know that hasn't been long, but. How, how are we doing in AAA? Is it, is it a big difference? Um, I mean, it's just baseball. It's just baseball. Um, but the, the pitchers here are very competitive. They know exactly what they're doing. It's their job to get you out. So if you chase a pitch, you do something, um, you look bad on a pitch. They're not going away from it until you can consistently prove that you can handle that. And so that's been the biggest thing for me. Like, I guess my strengths in AA was pretty much middle end. You come in there, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it hard. Here, it's been like, okay, they come in, I hit it, they're going away. And like last night, um, first at bat, I got a jam shot single on a fastball up and in. After that, I did not see one pitch remotely close to the inside part of the plate. Everything was on the outside corner. And it was like, they're nibbling. And so my last at bat, I chased a few fastballs off the plate, struck out. So now going into the game today, it's like, oh, snap. They're about to pound me away with fastballs until I can prove that I can hit it. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, you know, the every 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 level is different. Every level has its own challenges, and um, you know, obviously, it's AAA for a reason. I mean, it's the right. who, who want to be who want to be there and who have been there. So uh, good. It's a good it's a good challenge, I guess. I mean, and, definitely. You know, when we've talked to people about you know guys coming up from AA. Uh, to the major leagues, they say, "Hey, AAA is important. AAA, AAA is a very valuable step in 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 the development." So, I, I guess you're learning that. I'm learning. Yeah. All right. So your season, your season probably on the field when you've been there has gone how you wanted it, but it hasn't gone how you wanted it. Starting all the way back in, in spring training when you got hurt, and right. then uh, you had a little time on the COVID IL. Um, Golly. So what, Unbelievable. What, what was each one like? I, I, know, I know that you've said that, you know, when you were, when you were down with the foot surgery, you were doing virtual reality stuff. You were, you were trying to get better. Um, right. So what happened during the COVID time? <laughs> that was, that was a weird and strange time. 10 days. It was very strange, but I mean, it was the same thing. How can I, how can I stay ready? Cause I know when I get back, there's no, there's no, oh, I'm in Arizona. I can kind of just work my way back in. No, it's it's game time as soon as you get back. So it was pretty much, how can I stay ready? How can I keep my body ready? Um, and I had limited access to everything. Um, 
So it was like, how could I stay ready? How could I keep my swing ready? How could I keep my arm in shape? And so that was the main focus was that. Plus the virtual reality, I think, helps just seeing, being able to see pitches. Maybe you're not standing in a, in a real box, but you're still seeing pitches. Um, so your eyes are kind of staying locked in that way. But yeah, that it, it was how could I stay ready was the main focus. Yeah, no, I, it, I interviewed you in person at Ryder Field on that Friday. Then on that Sunday, you were tested positive or going to the pro call, whatever it was. Now, but but we shook hands when when the interview was over, and we both said, "Hey, I'm vaccinated. Like everything's fine." And, yep. And I I've also heard that like there might have been false positives with you. So I mean, I I don't know that you were like down for the count physically. I had. I didn't have any symptoms. I was just kind of going through it day by day, just yeah. kind of waiting it out, doing the protocol, whatever, whatever I was told to do. So, um, yeah, I, I was pretty much fine. It was just the whole thing was just stay ready, stay ready. At a moment's notice, I could be back yeah. and driving to Arkansas or doing something. <laughs> so it was just stay ready. All right. Uh, so, so how has this year though helped you in your development? Because you've learned the bad side, the the injuries and having to grind through. So, how how do you think that will benefit you going forward? Um, I would say just that if, I mean, there's going to be setbacks, right, in your career. There's going to be setbacks at some point. It's not going to go um, exactly perfect the way you want it to. So, I think going through this now in the minor leagues, being able to figure that out, figure out what I need to do, what works, what doesn't, it will only help me prepare for the future when I do have setbacks or um, even when things aren't going my way, when I am failing, being able to have routines to kind of fall back on in those moments, in that time to get me back right, to keep me mentally in the right state of mind and not letting things or letting my mind go to the worst possible outcomes. You know, I, I remember um, it from that interview, but also the other times you've done Zoom calls with the Rangers writers, uh, a big thing for you is permission to fail. You know, the, yeah. this game is about failure. The best players in baseball history have failed seven out of 10 times. And yet to, to fail seven out of 10 times, you've got to be perfect. So where do you strike the balance? I would say the permission to fail is the biggest one for me because I can get into this, into this mode where I try to make everything perfect and perfect is unattainable. It's you can strive for it, but it's unattainable at the end of the day. So keeping the perspective of, yeah, that's what I'm searching for. That's what I'm reaching for. But I also have permission to go up there and fail and figure things out and not have to be perfect and not have to, you know, an expectation of myself that I have to do everything right in the box every single at bat or on every ground ball I have to do it right I can figure things out and especially key in the minors because minors is like all practice for the big leagues I mean you're performing you're putting on a show you're trying to get to the big leagues but at the end of the day your big league career is where all the money is made so use your minor league career as you know stepping stones building blocks to figure out your routines, to figure out what works and what doesn't when you're going through hard stretches, to figure out what's helping you get back on track, what doesn't help you get back on track, what kind of mindset in the box works, what doesn't, all those kind of things. And use failure as 
the biggest learning tool, I think. So yeah, that perspective of, you know what, I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to do everything the right way, but knowing that, hey, at the end of the day, it's not attainable. So I'm just going to kind of surrender the result and, you know, I have permission to fail. So failure will be there. And I think the biggest thing, just baseball players in general, it's like when we fail, we think everybody's judging us on our failures, but it's really not that way. We understand that they're judging us based on our successes. Um, so we just keep going when things are going bad. Yeah. You know, the, uh... I've, I've talked, I talked to a lot of guys and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of prospects, you know, I've written stories on Foscu and Wynn and you and Huff. And, uh, e even I'm doing a story today on Cam Colley who, uh, Oh yeah. Texas tech. Yeah. Got, got lured away from, from his commitment to tech, but, um, where do you get your perspective on that? Is it from your parents? Was it from coach Tadlock at tech, uh, Cody Atkinson, any, is, or is it just a big group effort? It's all of them. I would say it's a group effort. I'd say it's learning and picking up things along the way. I'd say the two biggest influences are, are Cody Atkinson and Brian Kane when it comes to perspective, when it comes to um, being able to keep my mind sharp on things. Those Brian, are the two guys that I go for. Brian's your me mental skills. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those two guys, I, I lean on pretty heavily for mindset uh, because, you know, Cody – he, he just knows so much about the game. He's been around some really good hitters. He's been around baseball for a long time. Brian Kane has studied under some of the best mental performance coaches, uh, Harvey Dorfman and Ken Revisa. So being able to take their knowledge and kind of make it my own, and I think that's where my perspective, my perspective comes from because it's almost like with everybody in general, it's just like when you hear something, when you make it your own, it means more. When you're able to, I guess, reword it in your own mind, it means more. So I guess that's where all my perspective comes from. All right. Uh, along the way, for, with, with them and with what you've been through this year, have you had to readjust your goals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Where are Goal, they right? <laughs> right now, it's just about making the most of the moment. Um, not trying like when I was in Frisco, it was like, okay, perform, perform well, move on to the next level. Now I'm here, the next level, the next level is the big leagues. Um, so yeah, right now it's just play the best baseball I can every day. How can I get into the best headspace? How can I feel the best? Even if I don't necessarily feel the best, how can I prepare myself every single day to be ready? Um, I know I'm going to play every single day. I know it's going to be a grind. It's late in the year. You know, it is what September now. Yeah. Technically it's like July for me because I was hurt, but at the same time, like we're still coming down to the end of the season. Um, bodies are wearing down. Your, your fatigue is setting in a little bit more, not recovering as quick as you were at the beginning. So it's like, how, how disciplined can I stay in these, in this last month with, what I'm trying to do, keeping my body ready, nutrition, uh, routines, figuring out things that work. How can, how disciplined can I stay? And that's pretty much my goals. All right. Um, have they, have they talked to you about any off season stuff yet? Not really. Not really. I haven't really talked about it. I don't know if they want you to go catch at bats and instructs or something like that. I haven't heard yet. All right. Well, a future conversation, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, we're gonna, I don't know, go a little lighter, I guess. But are are you the best? Are you the best baseball player in your family? <laughs> Ooh. I don't I'm gonna say yes because I'm at a higher level. Absolutely. But, I, I'm a big brother. You never let your little brother think that. But he's a dang good player. <laughs> he, he is a very, very good player. He's doing things I never did at Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool just to just to see that, you know. I'm I'm his biggest cheerleader for sure, because I know how hard it is. Well, I don't really know how hard it is, but at the same time, I kind of know how hard it is to, to fill the shoes that I kind of set um, at Texas Tech. And I think I think he blew those out of the water in his first full season there. So it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Uh, is, he, is he draft eligible next year? Yeah, he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that, with COVID and the extra year of eligibility, I guess it's still based on age. But um... yeah. You know, Ranger, Rangers, Rangers can draft them. We can have two youngs in the. In the no, that that would just be too perfect. That would be too cool. <laughs> uh, and then, and then my my other goofy question, and this isn't really goofy. It is goofy. Yeah, it is. How how often, every day, every week, do people mispronounce your last name? Oh, it's like showing up to a new ballpark. You're just like listening for the for them to announce the lineup the first time and just see how off they are <laughs> because everybody's off. Everybody's young, everybody. So it's just, it is what it is at this point. I've been dealing with it my entire life. So I'm just like, you suckers figure it out up there, please. We got five more days here. I figure like if you roll into Applebee's and there's a wait and you give them your last name, you know, and you say young, they just spell Y-O-U-N-G. Oh, every time everybody does. Yeah. That's not a problem, but. And you can say you can say Jung or you can say Zhang. You know, you you can kind of use the J a little differently. So there's like there might be, you know, three or four different ways just with the J. Because I've, I've got a, I've got a good friend who 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 is into Rangers prospects and and all this stuff. And every time he asks me how's how's Josh Jung doing, and I'm like I'm like oh Young yeah Young's doing real good. He goes oh boy I like Jung. It's like it doesn't even sink in. <laughs> Well, it's like all my all my teammates, they kind of make fun of it because my last name's pronounced with a Y, so like they'll call me Yash and just mess around that way. <laughs> kind of the Spanish way, right? That's that's how the yeah. the Latin players. I mean, so, I, I, like I'm Jeff Wilson and he's John Moore. Like we've got the two most plain Jane names you can come up. With. That's a, you can't you can't mess those up. My name is pronounced. I mean, <laughs> what, what is young? Is it like is it is it Czech? Is it it's German. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got German blood in me. All right. I, uh, I think John has some questions. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be way cool. more light. I, I want to go back a little further and have some fun. So at San Antonio MacArthur, I looked up some stuff, and uh, you pitched there, right? Oh yeah. Now, were you coming out of the bullpen or were you a starter? I mean, most look. Most, I was a starter. Most star high school players that are good bats. For their high school teams, they pitch just because they're one of the better athletes on the team. Okay, so yeah. tell me, how, how hard were you throwing? I don't know. Um, I think I touched 92, maybe 94 when I actually pitched every day. Um, but, I mean, over the years, it probably went up a few a few miles per hour. So, I would say probably sat around 90, 92. 90, 92. That's still great for a high school kid. But was there ever talk at Tech at all about you pitching, or was it always just the bat? Oh, I had an outing at Texas Tech. Did you really? Um, 
Yeah, it didn't go very well, and so that never <laughs> happened again. Yeah, those weren't high school hitters you were facing, was it? <laughs> no, and uh, I wasn't throwing very hard either, so it was uh, it was BP for the Baylor Bears that day. Ooh, Baylor. Ah, the Baylor. Let me ask yeah. you this: Did you play? Did you play any other sports in high school? Football. You, did you play it all the way through? Uh, uh-uh. I did not play my senior year. You didn't. Once you didn't. I committed to Tech, I was like. I wanna I wanna focus on straight baseball my senior year. Okay, speaking of tech, that's where the next question leads. What other schools did you consider or did you have offers from? Didn't consider any other schools. Really? <laughs> Honestly, te- Texas Tech was my first offer. Went on my official visit during my bye week of football my junior year in the fall. And then about a week and a half later I committed. So did you get any other offers? Are people trying to lure you away, or did, did you just say, no, I don't even bother? Um, it was a pretty much don't even bother. Um, I mean, I'm sure people called my dad or sent emails or something, but to my knowledge, I didn't really have offers anywhere else. It was just Texas Tech to me. So, hey, were you drafted out of high school? Like late? I was not. You weren't drafted out mm-hmm. of high school. Okay, so um, when did you know? When you were in high school, did you know? Did you think, I've got a possibility to play professionally? I'd say that was always the dream to play professional baseball. Um, when did you know? Was it after you got buzz at Tech, or did you have scouts come see you in high school at all? It'd be oh yeah, I had scouts come in high school my senior year for sure. I met with a lot of teams, but um, I would say college was the route for me just yeah. because of what happened, um, being able to grow, being able to learn more. I'd say I was a very amateur player coming out of high school. Right. You know, I put up I put up good numbers in high school, but at the same time, I think I still had a lot to learn, and college was the right path for me. Okay, I got one more fun one. Then we're gonna get a plug for you and let you get back out there. You got a game tonight. So you were a Texas kid. You grew up in Texas. Mm-hmm. Be honest now. Be honest. No one cares. You're a Ranger fan now. What MLB team did you root for as a kid? So it wasn't a team. It was a player. So I was an Alex Rodriguez fan my entire life. So I was a Mariners fan and then a Rangers fan and then a Yankees fan. So then once he retired, I fell in love with the history of baseball. So it wasn't really necessarily that I rooted for a team. It was just the history of the game. I fell in love with like researching Cooperstown and all the old teams. And my room was painted pinstripes when A-Rod was with the Yankees. So... <laughs> Yes, you could say I was a big Yankees fan then, but same time, to be fair, they do have the richest history in baseball. Yeah. Hey, look. So, it's, yeah. So, who, who, yeah. Who, who, who going back in time, look at, looking back in the annals, who, who has caught your attention? Who are the guys who you are like, man, I wish I could have seen him play or I really respect this guy's career? Two guys, two of my favorite players of all time are Jackie and Brooks Robinson. All right. Oh, yeah. I, those are good. I wish. So, Model my game after Brooks a little bit defensively. I don't know how many gold gloves he won, like 13 or 14. Four or 500, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then just I wish I could have seen Jackie Robinson play. Just go back to that time period and kind of see what he had to endure and still put up numbers, still win a title for Brooklyn at 55. Like, that's just unbelievable and cool stuff. I I, I agree with you. I I had a chance to meet Brooks Robinson. uh, last uh, last time we were in Baltimore, that's pretty cool. It was Adrian Belcher was retiring. My dogs are barking. Yeah, 
uh, and and he. It's okay. It's all right. We, we asked him about this. Is this is a podcast? We're not on. The- I asked him about Beltre, and um, the UPS man just came to the door. <laughs> anyway, um, I asked him about Beltre, and you know he he's sharp as a tack, and he he knew everything about Adrian. It was really impressive to to meet him, and whenever Brooks Robinson speaks, the media you wouldn't believe how many people are around him. Baltimore's not a city, you know. It's it's a right. wide town. But mm-hmm. man, there, there must have been 20 people standing around him. So very cool. Wow. Very cool. That is when I was in when I was in Hickory, <clears throat> we were playing Del Marva in the playoffs in the first round, which is the Orioles affiliate, low low A affiliate. And Brooks Robinson actually sent me a care package. I guess it got out that he was one of my favorite players. So he sent me a bobblehead and like a little note card. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. cool. That is Way pretty better. cool. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, good. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, it, baseball players appreciate baseball players absolutely it's a, it's a small community like it's a small little fraternity if you look at it that way yeah it's just absolutely. Yeah. absolutely hey josh we're gonna let you get out of here before we go we're gonna get that plug i think he texted it to you yep. for the podcast if you yep. got if you'll read it real quick and then we'll we'll get you out yep <clears throat> anytime this is okay cool this is josh young with the texas rangers welcome to the texas rangers baseball podcast with jeff and john perfect that's Josh Young, Texas Ranger prospect, t- number one prospect that's playing right now. Josh, thank you so much for coming on with us. Yep, thanks for having me, guys. You All got right, it. Man. Good night tonight. Appreciate it. All right, that was Josh Young uh, that joined us. That was cool to get him on. We had some audio problems there, guys, so that's what you're hearing in the background. Josh was trying on his computer, then he got on his phone. Um, El Paso does not have great Wi-Fi, so... Um, and he let us know, but that was great to talk to him. What a good kid. That's a, you know what? That's an assessment right there, Jeff, of why uh, Bauer doesn't even stand a prayer. These are some good, just good kids that, that this it, team, not only talented, but good people. It, it's unbelievable. I, I can't, I mean, I, I can't tell you. Um, and I, I mean, I, I say it a lot. Every time I talk to one of these, one of these prospects, I'm just blown away at how mature they are, how, kind they are with their time how uh just well well spoken it it, it just blows me away and uh you know i've this this year i've talked to uh tk roby the third rounder last year good pleasure he's hurt and he's he hurt yeah but he's gonna he's he's rehabbing right now Uh, evan carter also hurt unbelievable oh yeah he was good i was on that zoom call what a nice guy boy that was a smart kid foscue uh Yep. Sam Huff, Bubba Thompson, Josh Young, uh, Cam Colley, who I talked to yesterday for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and and th- this this guy is, has been a professional player for 30 days. It, it's it's remarkable, and it's it's up and down the organization. And uh, I told Chris uh, Chris Young this after the Jack Leiter press conference, which was, you know, just and and now, now his dad's a major leaguer and sure. talks on TV for a living, but. This guy was unbelievable too, and Chris Young said, "It, you, you notice the pattern. This is this is what we're doing. They want good people. Good good people are good teammates." Kip said that. Kip said that for the last couple of years that yeah. I've been to those draft processes. We love the kid. He is, and they, they work hard. They and do. Just you know, they don't have any, you know, uh, anything in the closet. You know, they're they're just they're just good people and, and and it's 
you know, now they're, they're young, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they can, can go, they could go wayward at some point or, you know, when they get to the major leagues and, and they're the star and yep. they're, they're the one who's kind of accountable to the media all the time, they might right. get tired of, it, but you know, they're going to under, they're going to understand who they are, what they are, and they're going to, they're just going to be good. So um, that's, it's, it's a real tribute to, uh, to the organization. I know, I know there's the, the nice guys finish last type of thing, but right. uh, nice guys also work their, their butts off. They don't get in trouble and they're great teammates. And that's part of the culture that, that the Rangers want. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you right now, Josh was impressive right there. I've heard it from some guys that go out there and watch him play. They say he is, he talks on the field the whole time. Just a guy that non top, he talks, he just loves baseball, loves to right. do it, and that, that's good to go. Speaking of Josh, we're going to go down in the bus leagues right now, go into the minor league system, talk about who's hot, who's not, who's played good, who's not. So you go down to Round Rock, by the way, let's just tell you where they are right now. Round Rock is in El Paso. Uh, they're, they're 49 and 53, they're third in their division. They've six and four over the last 10 games. Uh, Frisco's in Midland, the number one. They're the best team right now in, in the organization, 58 and 45. They're four and six the last week. They've lost some of their better players who've gotten promoted up. They are in okay. Midland. Yeah, they're in Midland uh, tonight. Uh, Hickory, 45 and 57. They're three and seven over the last 10 games. They're in Bowling Green. They're lower, but Hickory. Hickory, you kind of look, you've got your best young, young prospects are in, in down east, and your good prospects that are still young kind of get moved up to Midland quick. I think Hickory's kind of that landing spot. Uh, the best player for Hickory right now is probably Harris, right? Dustin Harris? Yeah, Dustin Harris, no doubt. Who is no a – what a find that guy was coming up. Yeah. And then we got Down East who also they're, – look, they're one game back of first place, 61-44. and 44. They're 5-5 five and five over the last week. They are hosting Kannapolis. And tonight, if you guys get on the MILB app and watch it, uh, Mason Englert starting for, for them tonight. That's a name to watch, a good kid and a good story. Yeah, uh, Kannapolis, of course, is – uh, for for all the gearheads out there, is the the boyhood home of of the of of Dale, Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and also that's where that's about twenty minutes from where um, Owen White grew up, and 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 Hicker and uh, Down East opened the season uh, this year at Canapolis. Owen was the opening day starter, fired up, tons of people in the stands, and uh, I don't third or fourth inning there's a play that that ball back to him and he ends up throwing it away and he punches the ground and breaks his hand so <laughs> and it, you know and i've talked to him about it and he's like oh my god that's never going to happen again um but boy you know what a rotten homecoming yeah it, you know oh gosh and if and if that is a character issue that you have that's kind of the one you like that you're so upset right. over a bad play that you hurt yourself right. now we we got to mature and get past that Owen. we can't be hurting ourselves but i understand the passion and wanting to win at every level that's good yeah yeah and he's young and you know he, very young he, he had tommy john surgery so he obviously he uh, he didn't pitch in 19 uh obviously did not pitch last year nobody did right so you know it's been, it was a long time coming as a pro debut and, um, but he's back now and, and, and pitching well. Yep. And good, and, and good for that, man, if guys, if you haven't paid attention and we can talk about high character in these young players and that's fantastic. That's great to have high character players. And I'm, I'm convinced now when you think they're going to take someone in the top of that second round and you've got this, Oh boy, this guy slid, it looks like it. And then they take someone like, uh, this year they took Zavala there. That the, I didn't know that, that he was necessarily going to be there, but it's a character thing. They do character. 
But the other part of that is you got to perform. These kids are performing yeah. right now. They're they're yeah. throughout the league, through all the way down to to down east. They've got players that are standing out. Yeah, and you can you can find guys on every team, even even Hickory. You know, and Hickory just had a terrible start. They couldn't hit a lick. Um, you know, Foskey was hurt. Yep. Uh, they ended up losing Chris Cease right away too. So um, they, they they had some holes to fill early, but th they played a lot better uh, in the middle of the season. And then uh, you know when Foskey came back, it was Foskey and Krim, Lane Krim, who's gosh, it's gonna God. be hard to beat for player player of the year. Um, they 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 got real hot. Their their pitching came around. So there there's talent everywhere. And now they've got um, they've got what two two of the four from the Joey Gallo trade. So uh, there's talent there. It's a team that's, that's still worth watching, even though uh, they might be uh, below 500. But uh, yeah, Hickory's, Hickory, uh, I'm sorry, Down East has got a chance at the postseason. Frisco has a chance at the postseason. There's no AAA postseason this year. But um, yeah, they're, they're playing for something. And, win, and winning, winning matters in the minor leagues. You know, they're, they're, it does. There's, there is a big component to that, you know, learning how to grind, learning how to figure out a, a way to win. And you can take that with you forever. And, um, you know, you, you learn how to be a good teammate, make sacrifices. You know, sometimes it's okay to hit a ground ball to second if it gets a guy to third, believe me. Exactly. And, uh, um, it's uh, it, so, so pay attention to what's going on down there. It's a, and, and, and support those teams. It's a great way. Look, this is, this is for a team that's rebuilding, and you, you've got to be excited about what's coming up the pike for sure, and, and what's happening. And it's a way for a winning team at the major league level. They've got to have a decent farm system. I've said it over and over. It's like having currency. Because when you can fill in holes with players that are just – when they're, it's great to have players blocked. They're, they're in AAA. They can't get to the major leagues because they're blocked. When you have that, you've got depth, not only depth. If you're actually competing, you're in a race, and you need to go out and get somebody. If you've got a deep system, you can go get somebody to help you well, out. Yeah, the – Everybody talking, you know, talks about the great payroll the Yankees had, but if you look at their dynasty teams, homegrown, the, the key players were homegrown. Yep, you know, Derek Jeter, uh, Posada, uh, the, the, the Andy Pettit, you know, the guy uh, Bernie Williams. Yep. Uh, these guys were were homegrown, and they they were a core for that team for a decade. Yep, and 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 now you look at the Yankees; uh, they haven't had the world the world championships of late. But again, if you look at the, if you look at their team now, a lot of it is is homegrown stuff. You know, I mean, starting with starting with Aaron Judge. You know, I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty darn big one to have. Now, now yes, they spend a, they spend a ton of money. There's yes. no doubt about it. But they also understand that there's a uh, value in having a farm system. And 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 honestly, in '16, when they traded uh, uh, Carlos Beltran to the the Yankees, you know, or to the Rangers everybody thought that, that they were giving up and they obviously ended up finishing above 500 that year, but in the, in the same vein, at the same time, they rebuilt their farm system. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, you, you gotta have a good farm system. And, and then when you get to contention, your guys are up and you're still deep, you do like the Dodgers and you start trading prospects. Now, eventually the Dodgers, it's going to catch up with the Dodgers, but. Just like the Rangers. That's what happened to the Rangers in 10 and 11. They had top. Yeah. That's what happened to the, to the Astros, uh, in, in the early 2000s and it, it happened to the Braves a little bit. I mean, it, it, it you, you just, you, you trade your way to world world series and, and you end up paying for it a few years later, but um, it's to have, to have a farm system, 
and, and the Ranger system is getting a lot better. The industry publications are finally acknowledging it. Uh, it it's, it's, fun, it's fun to follow. It's a, it's a part of baseball that I don't think a lot of people understand the player development side. Uh, I mean, you get these, you get these kids when they're, on, you know, they're, you either get them after three years of college or you, or you get them straight out of high school yep. and they've never been on their own. And I mean, you're, <laughs> you, you watch them from the time they're 18 year olds who yep. are, are away from their families for the first time, uh, potentially until they're established major leaguers. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun to, to follow those journeys. And it's been fun. So how, have you enjoyed this? This is episode number two. This was great. We've had, we've had uh, John Daniels. We've had Josh Young. I mean, this has been great. Have you enjoyed it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, um, it's a chance, you know, I, it, it's kind of like you know, my wife's friends and, and the dads on, on my son's baseball team, they all know what I do for a living. Right. Uh, and, and so they're always like kind of hesitant to talk to me about my job, you know, cause like, Oh God, I don't want to talk to him about work, but yeah. that's fine. I, a, I like my job. I like talking about it and B, you know, baseball talks great. You know, I, it, it, it's, a, it's a great sport. It has so many different layers that I don't think people fully understand until you get immersed in it. And uh, yeah, we're sharing it. I mean, I, I, that's, that's the, that's the cool thing. We get to, you know, we talked to the, the head of the entire organization last, last week and, you know, uh, a, a guy who I've known for 15 years now, and uh, now now we're t we're talking to to a guy who's potentially the the future star of the team, who's going to cornerstone, yeah, who's going to who's going to be a cornerstone and carry him as, as as far as he'll as he can. So um, it's just so much, it's so many so many different stories and, and things you can talk about in baseball. Absolutely. And it's been fun. And people wonder why I came over to here. Look, I, I, I was able to pull in some players and talk to him and I got to talk. I didn't have this pull. Not that I may not could have reached out to John or whoever. He didn't know who I am, but that was great. Reaching out to Josh doing that. I've loved it. Jeff, this has been awesome. You find the players. I'll put it together. Guys, I think we're going to wind this one down. We're probably getting close to an hour here. This is episode two. It's been great. You got anything safe before we get out of here? Nope. Have a good weekend. Safe, safe Labor Day weekend. All right. Be careful. Cops are going to be out. Be smart. Use Uber if you need to. Absolutely. If you're, if you're feeling a little bit funny, don't drive. Don't drive. Don't drive. Guys, this is the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. Thanks for listening to, to episode number two. want to thank Josh Young for joining us. Jeff, till next week. Guys, we'll see you at the yard.